What is up, everybody? Welcome into Locked on Tigers. I'm your host, Chris Castellani. Thank you very much for tuning in. Today It is Tuesday, September 29th, 2020. Today's show is just going to be a playoff preview, playoff prediction show, and I do look forward to doing that in this crazy, wild 16-team postseason that we're going to have. Lots of games coming up this week, just an unbelievable slate of games. But before I do that, I wanted to bring up one thing, and I will discuss this a lot over the next several months as the hot stove heats up once we reach the end of the postseason. But one thing that is worth noting, and I am absolutely going to stand straight and say that the Tigers need to spend some money this offseason. There's no reason they shouldn't. I will say in their defense, potentially, it is worth noting that this upcoming free agent class is pretty darn weak. Outside of Riamuto and LeMayhew and Bauer, there's really not much. And while I do think that there's a lot of smaller guys that the Tigers could easily fill a roster to, to form a competitive team here in 2021, uh, I, do, I did want to bring that up because I think that there might be certain guys on the free agent market like Robbie Ray who might not be very appealing in other years that might get bigger contracts than we expect because they're, quote, the best pitchers on the market. Similar to how, like, and Patrick Corbin, a much superior pitcher to Robbie Ray, but I think it's similar to the kind of deal that Patrick Corbin got two years ago where I think a lot of people are like, wow, he got, he got a ton of money from the Nationals. Now, ultimately, it worked out. Won a World Series, was one of the heroes of Game 7 in, in 2019, but I think the, the market often dictates what, kind of money certain players get and I don't want the Tigers to splurge and overpay and that's why I haven't really talked about pitchers I do think the best players on the market are going to be LeMahieu and Riamuto I think because of their age they probably won't get the kind of money that they may be looking for but we'll see you know I want the Tigers to pay these guys but I don't want the Tigers to overpay these guys and I'm going to be talking about that a whole lot over the next couple weeks and months but let's jump into the postseason, the playoffs start today, a slate of games today on this fine Tuesday afternoon going into evening, the day of the first presidential debate, which I will probably be watching some of going back and forth between that and playoff baseball. But what I'm going to do today, I'm just going to preview and predict what's going to happen in this 16-team postseason. And I got to say up front, a whole lot of these are probably going to be wrong. I mean, because it's so unpredictable. We have a three-game series, the first series of the postseason, eight three-game best-of-three series. I mean, who knows how this stuff is going to go down. You just you just throw your predictions at a wall and hope that some of them stick. Uh, I'm not claiming that any of these are gospel. This is a, an educated guessing game, and that's all you can do with uh, playoff predictions, especially in a season as unpredictable as this one. I'm going to start off in the American League. If you're following along, I know there's a lot of teams, but if you're following along, that would probably make things a bit easier. The American League, we'll start with the 1-8 matchup. You have the Tampa Bay Rays coming in with a record of 40-20, and 20, going up against the Toronto Blue Jays with a record of 32-28. and 28. I like the Rays. I like the Rays a lot. I think they're experienced. I think they're prepared. I think they're deep. I think they have a great manager. I think the Blue Jays have been a very nice story. But the one issue I have with them is outside of Ryu, I don't I don't think there's many reinforcements in terms of pitching, both in, in terms of relief and starting pitching. I think with the Rays, they are so deep with their pitching that even if a Glass now has an off day, even as a, even if a Snell doesn't pitch particularly well, they have five six guys in that pen that can fire scoreless frames. 
I still think this Blue Jays team, this is a nice little accomplishment for them, something for them to hang their hat on. I still think they're one year away. I think the Rays take two and move on in this series. For the first series, I'm not really going to predict the number of games, but I do think the Rays will probably win this series fairly easily. Next, we have the matchup that, to me, is the most intriguing in this first round of postseason games, and that's the four-seeded Cleveland Indians with a record of 35-25 and 25, going up against the five-seeded New York Yankees with a record of 33-27. and 27. One of the best Game 1 pitching matchups we've seen in a minute. I mean, Garrett Cole going up against Shane Bieber. I'm rooting for the Indians, man. I want the Indians to come through here. I, I think that they have a rotation that is as good as anyone's. But we also know what they're capable of. We said the same thing in 2017. They won the first two against New York, gagged away in the next three. I, I, I'm going to pick the Indians to win this. And they, maybe I'm picking with my heart instead of my head. But I, I do think with that rotation, with Bieber and Carrasco and Plesak, I think as good as that Yankees offense is, it's going to be difficult for them to win even two out of three. But weirder things have happened. I am going to go with the Indians uh, cautiously. Next series, we have one of the, well, I guess it's an intriguing matchup, but I don't think it'll be a very close matchup. The three-seeded Minnesota Twins going up against the six-seeded Houston Astros. Look, I know I've been complimentary of the Astros in the past. I've watched them this year. They look like a lost baseball team. And I, I, I know there's a lot of things that factor into that. The offseason controversy, injuries, Justin Verlander getting Tommy John. You have a new manager. I understand all of that. They have not clicked at all. They had about one week where they looked okay. Besides that, they have not been consistent whatsoever. And and the offense, which had been so powerful for them over the last couple of years, you know, insert all the jokes you can in here, has completely fallen off. And I think the Twins, as inconsistent and as awful as they have been in the postseason so many times, I think they I think they rock the Astros here. Like I think the Twins are playing with a lot of confidence right now. Give me the Twinkies to win this series. Next one, we have the two-seeded Oakland Athletics going up against the seven-seed Chicago White Sox. The White Sox are scuffling. Uh, Athletics only a one-game better record. They're 36-24. and 24. The White Sox 35-25. and 25. White Sox have really been struggling. Uh, it's a, a week ago, they were three games up. It looks like they were going to roll into the postseason with an AL Central crown. The Twins had other plans. The White Sox themselves had other plans. Boy, oh boy, did they struggle down the stretch. With that said, I have no faith in the Oakland Athletics. I don't. I just, especially if they had Chapman, I would feel maybe a little bit differently, but I don't trust that rotation. I know they have a really good bullpen, but the thing is, everything I'm saying and will continue to say about the Oakland Athletics is the same stuff that we have said about them over the last several seasons. Solid lineup, good young talent, great manager, great bullpen, worried about the rotation. We say the same stuff every year. I'm not getting duped again. As bad as the White Sox have played, as much as they've struggled against teams that are above 500, I think that lineup gets to Oakland. It'll be a close series. Again, maybe I'm going with my heart here because I do like this White Sox team a lot. Give me the White Sox to move on. Let's go to the National League now. We have the Los Angeles Dodgers, the one seed, 43-17 and 17 record. What a year for them. Going up against the Milwaukee Brewers with a 29-31 and 31 record. If you want a perfect explanation as to why the 16-team postseason is a joke, I watched the Milwaukee Brewers this year. I watched them against the Tigers. I watched them against other teams. They are a poor baseball team. I mean, they are not good at all. And they're playing in the postseason. And you know what? Weird things have happened, especially with the Dodgers. In this case, and we'll we'll talk a bit later about who I think could maybe get to the Dodgers and, and knock them off. In this case, 
I, I, there's no way the Brewers take two out of three against them. I, I give, give me the Dodgers all day long here. Next matchup, the, another intriguing one. The Padres, the four seed, 37-23 and 23 against the Cardinals. The five seed with a 30-28 and 28 record. I, I think the Padres win this, and I know they're inexperienced. They don't have the experience that the Cardinals have. I get that, but the Cardinals have just looked a little bit off this season. I don't know if it was because they didn't have a great offseason, but they haven't really clicked at all. They kind of stumbled into the postseason. Outside of Paul Goldschmidt, I don't trust that offense at all. The rotation has been solid, but even some of the, the stalwarts in that rotation, like Jack Flaherty, have struggled quite a bit. I think the Padres are really hungry. I know possibly their inexperience could cause them to cough up a game or two, but I, I don't think in this instance. I think they move on, and I think they move on fairly easily. The next matchup, a series that a lot of people are, are intrigued about, and, and myself as well, Cubs versus the Marlins. Cubs, the three seed with a 34-26 and 26 record. The Marlins, the six seed with a 31-29 and 29 record. I want to go with the Marlins here because I've watched the Marlins a little bit. They, they've been a fairly impressive club, not particularly talented, a minus 41 run differential, but they're scrappy. And the Cubs, I think the Cubs are a team, if there's one team in this postseason who I feel like would have absolutely flatlined if this thing would have gone the full 162 games, I think it's the Cubs. Good rotation. Hendricks, great. You Darvish has revived his career. He's been wonderful. Bryant, Rizzo, Schwarber, Baez have all had bad years. I don't think they would have survived. And yet, here they are, division champions. I do think because of the strength of that Cubs rotation, I think they'll sneak by in this series and win, but I'm not super confident about that ball club going forward. In the last matchup of the first round, we have the two-seed Atlanta Braves, 35-25 and 25 against the Reds with a 31-29 and 29 record. They were the seventh seed. Atlanta's had a, a difficult year and had to navigate through a lot of injuries and a lot of bad luck. Mike Fultonavich forgot how to pitch. Mike Sirocco with the uh, torn Achilles. That was devastating for them. They keep on rolling with that offense. Pitching wins in October. And outside of Max Fried, who's been awesome for them, I don't trust any one of their starters. And you look at the Reds, who I th- and I know Joey Votto confidently came out and said, I think this team is a nightmare. I feel great about this team. That's kind of so the comment somebody makes before a sweep in the first round. But I, I think in this case, he might be right. Because I think with that rotation, maybe may, outside of Cleveland, maybe the best rotation in baseball, at least in terms of teams that made the postseason. Bauer's been brilliant. Luis Castillo's money. Sonny Gray is very good. I'm going with the Reds here. I'm going with the Reds to pull off a, a marginal upset and move on into the next round. Now, that will do it for segment one. When I get back, we're going to go through the final rounds of my postseason predictions. See you in a second. RockAuto.com is a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to RockAuto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps motor oil, and even a new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. The rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brands, specifications, and prices you prefer. Best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Right locked on in their how did you hear about us box so they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. 
Com. All right, we're back. So if you've been following along or not, I'll keep you up to date. The Rays, the one seed, I had them moving on, facing the Cleveland Indians. And this is another instance where I want to pick the Indians, but I feel like the Rays are not a good matchup for Cleveland because I think Cleveland's offense has struggled quite a bit. And the one advantage that a team like the Rays does have with the kind of depth they have at pitching is that it's a difficult team to prepare for because you're not just preparing for one guy. Like, if, let's say uh, Shane Bieber's pitching for the Indians, right? And you, you're the Rays. You got you're f- planning your entire strategy around facing one pitcher. And you know what? Very often it doesn't matter because Shane Bieber is money. But when you have a team like the Rays that is going to use four, five, six pitchers in a game, especially going up against an offense that's been as anemic as the Indians has been, I think it could cause them fits. And also, uh, I think man- managerially that stuff matters in October. I think you need to make the right moves. Terry Francona, not available in the postseason. Sandy Alomar versus Kevin Cash. Give me Kevin Cash all day. I got the Rays moving on to the ALCS for the first time since that magical 2008 season. Then we have the Twins and the White Sox in the second round. Now, I want to pick the White Sox again, and I think on paper, uh, offensively at least, I think they have a more talented team, but I think this is a really hungry Twins bunch, and I think unlike previous years, you have that veteran presence of a Josh Donaldson, of a Nelson Cruz, guys who have made deep runs in the postseason before, who know what it takes to win in October. You could throw Rich Hill in there as well. I think the Twins, in in a hard-fought series, move on in four games. Also, I have the Rays beating the Indians in four games as well. Moving on to the National League, we have the Dodgers and the Padres. This is going to be a really close one, and I could easily see the Padres playing spoiler here, so much pressure is on the Dodgers. I mean, even for a 60-game season, the amount of pressure that is on them to not choke again is, it's high. I'm going to go with them because this is a remind, it comes to mind right away, 2017, when the Dodgers had that awful September and the the Arizona Diamondbacks were really rolling and they had Granke who was hot, they had Robbie Ray who was hot, they had Goldschmidt, they had Jake Lamb, they had these guys putting together, putting together career years. And they faced off in the NLDS, and a lot of people felt like the Diamondbacks were going to give the Dodgers a run there. Dodgers swept them out of the playoffs in three games. I don't think it'll be that. I think it'll be a hard-fought series. I'm going with the Dodgers in four. Then we have the Cubs and the Reds facing off against each other in the second round. This is where I think the Cubs' magic dies down, because once again, I I think the the Reds' pitching is going to carry them through a majority of of this postseason, and I think I think that Cubs bullpen is not one I trust. Jeremy Jeffers has been great for them, but you know he was not good last season. And two years ago, when he was at his best, he was not good in the postseason for the Brewers. The Reds are a very intriguing team. They're a team that I think is every bit as capable of winning the whole thing as they are of getting swept out of the first round. I think they get hot, and they have been hot, and I think they stay hot and beat the Cubs to move on to the NLCS for the first time, I think, since they won the whole thing in 1990. Now to nitty-gritty time, to the seven-game series, the ALCS, the Rays, and the Twins. What an interesting matchup this would be. Two two small market teams fighting for a spot in the World Series. I'm going with the Rays, and I think this would be this will be a close series. I'm going with the Rays in six. I I just I feel like the Rays might have a 2015 Royals kind of team here 
Because this is a team that you look at them top to bottom, there's really nobody in that lineup that scares you. There's nobody in that lineup that you say, oh man, you got to watch out for him. He's a monster. He can hit 40 home runs a year. It's the same in that rotation. Like, Glass now is a beast, but we know he's capable of struggling. Same with Snell. Same with Morton, who's been kind of waffling a little bit with injuries. And yet, overall, much like that Royals team in 2015, they're so well-rounded that there's really no holes in that team. And I think the Twins' rotation... Outside of Maeda, who's been brilliant for them, I have question marks about if Barrios finally turns a corner and comes into his own and becomes the Cy Young caliber pitcher we, a lot of people felt like he's capable of being, then maybe they got a shot. But uh, I'm going with the Rays to go to the World Series for the first time in 12 years. On the other end, you have the Dodgers and the Reds in the NLCS. I think this will be one of those series where the Reds will have completely run out of steam. I think the Dodgers win this thing in four or five games. I'll say five. I'll, I'll do a gentleman's sweep. And they move on to the World Series in, I mean, just the all-time classic matchup of high market, heavy, high roller sweepstakes team versus the, the tiniest small market team in the world in the Tampa Bay Rays. I think this would be a, a really fun matchup for baseball. I think a whole lot of people, including myself probably, would be rooting for the Rays. I, I like them. I like the way they go about their business. I like the fact that they should probably lose 90 games every year considering their budget, considering the fanfare, and yet they just keep on rolling. It is extremely possible, and like I said, don't don't take any of these predictions as gospel. It's very possible the Dodgers gag in one of these series. Very possible. But I'm, I'm basing a lot of this stuff on paper because that's kind of all you can go off of. And I, I will say, you know, I think in previous years, the Dodgers have peaked, obviously, in the regular season. I haven't seen, as good as they've been, I haven't seen that from them this year. Like, I think Walker Bueller's best baseball will probably be in the postseason. I think that Cody Bellinger's best baseball will probably be in the postseason this year. And for that reason, I'm going with the Los Angeles Dodgers to win a, a World Series in the most crazy of seasons in five games over the Tampa Bay Rays in 2020. Will these predictions be right? Probably not, but it was fun to make them anyway, and that will do it for today's show. Oh, World Series MVP, I'm going to go with Mookie. I I think he's hungry, and uh, he's also really, really good, so let's go with that. All right, so now that will do it for today's show. You can follow me on Twitter at Castellani2014. That's at C-A-S-T-E-L-L-A-N-I-2014. You can follow this show on Twitter at Locked on Tigers. While you're at it, go to Apple Podcasts, go to iTunes, leave a positive review of this show. It would be much, much appreciated. Thank you very much for listening, guys. Hope you enjoyed it. Thank you very much for sticking with me. Have a great rest of your day, and go Tigers.